even in even in the invitation to be on the podcast, I was I was overthinking and, you know, accepted and realized that if I don't accept things and step into things within mm-hmm. that first um, kind of discovery response of how I feel about something, then the overthinking usually goes to like indecision or excuses or reasons not to do something. So when my producer reached out to you and said, Michael would like to do a podcast with you, here's a list of questions. You paused. Yes. But had you paused too long, had you thought too long, you probably would have said no. Right. My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and you are listening to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves. In my conversation today with my dear friend, Jake Thompson, first time guest to Three Words Podcast, we talk about fear. We talk about failure. We talk about risk-taking. We talk about excuses. We talk about perfectionism, all within the context of a larger conversation of not overthinking everything. Stop overthinking it. That is actually our conversation today. I hope you enjoy it. So, Jake, when I heard that you were going to be in town with us this weekend as a family, I thought, ooh, we're taping some more episodes of Three Words Podcast. I'm like, Jake Thompson would be perfect to be a guest on this podcast. (laughs) For those of you who don't know Jake, Jake is actually, I guess, family because my uh, daughter married his brother. So my son-in-law, this is the brother of my son-in-law, Jake Thompson. And graphic designer, creative, entrepreneur, uh, just an all-around fantastic human being. And I thought it would be really interesting to see if any of our three-word phrases would resonate with you. So our producer sent off to you a list of some of the potential three-word phrases, and you were like, these three words right here I'm dealing with right now. And so kick us off in our conversation. What are the three words for today? Don't overthink it. (laughs) Don't overthink it. So I'm just going to have to ask you, why did these three words just step step out to you and say, yeah, this is what I want to talk about? Um, I, I think it's absolutely something that, you know, I have kind of uh, lived out and, you know, lived through and am, am figuring out today, but I've noticed even from a very early age that I was a um, pretty sensitive overthinker type. Okay. Um when do you most, when do you first remember that happening? Um, I was trying to think about this the other day. I think the earliest experience that I remember is um, actually a little league baseball game. I was nine years old and um, was on first base. I think it was after a walk. And there's a situation when kids are that young and kind of not the most athletically capable, <laughs> where um, if you have a runner on third base and you have a runner on first base, it's pretty much an easy given steal to go to second base so that your runner on third, if they do throw it, can just run home and score the run. Me at nine years old had not comprehended this. And in the back of my mind, my first base coach is telling me, okay, go and steal it. And I'm like, well, the pitcher has the ball. You know, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. I'm thinking in the back of my head, you know, the other fan's going to think I'm, you know, I'm an idiot. Um, so you're running lots of scenarios. Oh, yeah. Head. Lots of scenarios, way overthinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I didn't run. And we ended up, you know, we, we lost the game. I don't remember the score. But I remember freezing up and, and mm-hmm. not moving and just kind of standing there. And then realizing after the fact, oh, now I understand why. Why? But, yeah. yeah. You know, I work with uh, professional athletes, collegiate athletes. I don't know anything about baseball, but I hear from other baseball players that so much of being an amazing baseball player is happening in the head. And if you're overthinking it, if there's mental challenges going on, it is going to cause you to stall out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, freeze up. But I don't think that's true just in athletics. I think that's true in life. And Obviously, in DB coaching, 
which is uh, the company that runs Three Words Podcast. Our team, obviously, several of us are guests and, and hosts on this Three Words Podcast. We're, we're, we're having these conversations a lot, Jake, with this feeling that as we work with clients, like a lot of us are th- overthinking things. And I was thinking about that even in preparation for our conversation today. And I, I look forward to seeing you connect kind of your personal story, even in the present tense with some of the thoughts. But I think there are really four main reasons upon reflection why I think we, me included, tend to overthink things. The first of which we tend to think there's only one best option. <laughs> so there's only one best person to spend the rest of our lives with. There's got to be one. Right. And so what if I don't? Find the one, right? There's only, there only can be this one career or this one place to live or this one, whatever that is. We tend to think there's one best option. And if we believe that, if that's our paradigm, our perspective, that there's always one best option and not a variety of options that could be fantastic, we tend to overthink it. I think a second reason why we tend to overthink things is because we're afraid of failure. I mean, I'm guessing even when you were there on first base, you were afraid of failing and that actually is the fuel for why a lot of us hit pause, uh, don't move, don't act, don't make hard decisions because what if I fail? And and obviously, I, I'm a strong proponent of failing. I think we should make more mistakes. I tend to think the more mistakes we make, the more we grow, the more we evolve. But I think that's a real thing. If I'm afraid of failing, I'm going to stay put and really think it through because there's a sense that if I keep thinking about it, then maybe I won't fail. I think the third reason is we're averse to risk. We don't like to take risks. Um, it's fun when we take a risk and it pays off, but what if I take a risk and it doesn't? It's like asking out that significant other. You're like, you take the risk. Um, but I talk to a lot of young people, even in middle-aged people who are like, I really want to ask this person out on a date, but they spend so much time overthinking it mm-hmm. that by the time they decide to pull the trigger, that person's already dating someone else. I actually have asked <laughs> right. that question in a variety of environments. How many of you waited so long to ask that person out that by the time you finally got the courage or over th- or thought about it enough, the person's already dating? I, like hands go up left and right. right and so forth. But I think the final reason is passivity. Because if I don't make a decision, I don't have to act. If I don't pull the trigger, if I don't say this is what I'm going to do, then I can just make an excuse for not doing it. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the big picture, you know, again, some of the insights I think about because I think this is an interesting phenomenon, which is why I wanted to have this conversation for a long time now on this on this podcast because myself included, friend, and everyone I talk to tends to overthink things. Now, in different areas of their life, in different dimensions of their life, but they tend to overthink that. So you obviously shared an example from when you were nine years old. But I know you well enough now to know that you are dealing with that even in your own life presently. Yeah. Um, what are the areas in your life? And let's just have an honest conversation because I'm sure many of our listeners and viewers can relate to you. Um, what are the areas of your life right now where you're like, I think I'm overthinking this? Yeah. Um, it, it seems like, I don't know, in, in a lot of areas of my life, particularly, um, you know, relationships, um, career, um, you know, and w- where I live, I think a lot of those things are kind of intertwined and even, you know, relationships, career and where I live and all these parts of my life are also even intertwined with each other. Oh, so yeah, kind of adds to the complexity of, of all of the, uh, the pieces and parts to overthink. Um, but yeah, because one of the things we would encourage 
and I think you would agree with this, we want to be thoughtful about our decisions. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. But then what happens is, is we turn thoughtfulness into overthinking. Right. So we want to be thoughtful. We want to make good decisions. We want to be wise. But but even the way you said that, because you're like, you know, I'm guessing when you say relationships, romantic relationships, then intersecting with career choices, which again would intersect then with geography. Where are we going to land? Right. Are we going to land? Am I going to land? And where is this person? So I can see where overthinking would become a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I've realized too, in my overthinking, I think what I, what I tend to do is, is like you were talking about, uh, um, earlier in one of your points is this idea of perfectionism mm. that, that I have to make these choices, uh, that they are going to have such, um, you know, long lasting effects in my life that I need to make those choices and, and that I have to have the optimal life experience, mm. you know, based off of those choices when, in reality, you know, and this is something I'm very much still figuring out and yeah. in the process of. Um, I love that you're in the process reasons, right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's one of the reasons I was excited to, to be on this podcast with you and, and open up this conversation. Um, even in even in the invitation to be on the podcast, I was I was overthinking and, you know, accepted and realized that if I don't accept things and step into things within mm. that first um, kind of discovery response of how I feel about something, then the overthinking usually goes to like indecision or excuses or reasons not to do something. So when my producer reached out to you and said, Michael would like to do a podcast with you, here's a list of questions. You paused. Yes. But had you paused too long, had you thought too long, you probably would have said no. Right. But you jumped quickly and you said, I was so excited. I'm like, what? Jake's going to do this with me. This is so fantastic. Right. And then it sounds like when we were talking off camera, after you made the decision, then on the back end, you're like, what did I get myself into? How do I get out of (laughs) this thing? Right. Right. But see, had we, had you overthought even that we wouldn't be in this conversation today. And even the fact that we're having this conversation, I'm guessing is going to be helpful to you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be inspiring to thousands of others around the globe who are going to listen to and tune into this particular podcast. So I'm glad you make the decision because in many ways, there's not a mistake. You can't make a mistake in this particular, there was no, there was nothing to be afraid of. You know, think about even romantic relationships. I'm just going to share this because I, I do a lot of uh, marriage coaching, a lot of dating coaching. But one of my favorite things I like to say is take dating very seriously without taking dating so seriously. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things to say because Dating is serious because like you said, if I'm dating this person, it could be setting the trajectory for my life. These are big decisions. Right, right. But at the same time, don't take it so seriously because you can ask someone on a date. You're asking someone on a date, one date. So it's not like you're making this life. And, and I can't tell you how many particularly young men that I work with who are like, I want to ask this person on a date, but I'm not sure if this is someone I would marry. I'm like, how would you even know that without the first date? Like they're overthinking it so much. Like, I don't want them to take it so seriously. While at the same time, that first decision to ask someone on a date could actually be setting a trajectory. So it is serious without being serious. I, I don't know if you can relate to that idea. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a, a, a time and even recently, you know, when you're, um, when I was kind of in this um, dating relationship and really kind of overthinking the, the, um, and almost an empathetic kind of way of kind of looking to mm. see how they're responding to the situation. You know, are they really interested? Um, what is this, you know, um, you know, do we, are, are we're not, we're undefined yet, but mm. there's, there's so much pressure that builds on top of that to where you almost like kind of withdrawal from the situation, almost in a kind of, like you had talked about earlier, uh, uh, almost a defense response to kind of protect 
you know, your kind of raw emotions. Um, and, and it causes us to not act as, as boldly as we feel like we should. Um, and, and some of that, you know, definitely ties into, um, you know, my faith and, and, you know, decisions that I make, um, and just trusting that God is, is going to hold up my next step, whatever that is. And it's not really about the decision itself, but about my effort and, um, faith and, mm. um, you know, passion for that decision to step into it a hundred percent. Well, I know for you, because you are in, and I know you personally, you are in a relationship with your creator. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you, it's not just, um, a religious belief, but you actually are in a relationship with God. That's gotta be incredibly freeing to be able to step out and not overthink everything. Right. Because you don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. There's actually someone looking out for you. Right. There's actually someone beyond you that you don't need to have all the answers in this moment that you can say. Yeah. I, I like to say, cause I'm a man of faith as well. And, you know, I, one of my favorite phrases, though it's not probably theologically accurate, is God doesn't move a parked car. <laughs> right. You know, which again, <laughs> if there is a God who created the world and exists beyond me, this being could obviously move a parked car. But I think the idea is I want to at least put it into drive. Mm-hmm. I at least want to put it into neutral. And even for me as a person of faith, one of the reasons I'm going to make this decision, I'm going to take a step out. But then I also like to say and pray at the same time, even to be like, I want you to direct me, but I'm not going to just keep waiting right? with and- the car in park. I want to actually put the thing in drive and say, I'm going to go down this path. And I even say this kind of prayer that if I'm not going in the right direction or if I've made a decision that isn't the best, God, would you redirect me and be c- content with that? Yeah. Can you resonate with that? Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's y- still scary. Right. It, and it's almost like you're challenging your own faith. Um, mm. You know, because I think it's, it is so easy to kind of question, um, you know, okay, well, what is, what is God's will for my life? You know, what, what, what do I want to do? Um, I think that's the question sometimes we don't ask yeah. is what do I want to do? And, and, you know, if we're acting in accordance with what we feel like, you know, where, where we're being led, then mm-hmm. making that decision is, is, is the easy part. But the if you feel is, like there is a God who's leading you. I have to also believe that you trust that at any point this God can disrupt, interrupt, or pivot your trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Let that be freeing. (laughs) Yeah. Let that be freeing for you, right? right? That in the grand scheme of things, you can't really make tragic mistakes. That there are no failures that are fatal. Mm -hmm. That it's all part of the journey. Yeah. And again, we can only do our best to be thoughtful about making why, because again, what we're saying not to our podcast listeners today is don't make wise decisions. Just, you know, make a quick decision, be very impulsive. Now you made this decision to be on the podcast pretty quickly, right? but the stakes are pretty low. Right. Before you propose to someone, the stakes are a little bit higher, (laughs) you know? Um, But even then it's like, I remember when I proposed to Teresa and and you know, my dear wife, and we've been married almost 30 years. And I remember making a pro con list. And because I was thinking, I want to make sure I'm really certain. And so one of the things that I've kind of learned in this journey is that I'm, I'm never certain, but I could be convinced. Mm-hmm. So convinced is enough. If everything needs to be about certainty, I'll never make a decision. But to have conviction, to be convinced that this is the right decision, um, it takes it down a little bit because certainty, I mean, 
I'll get stuck in certainty. Right. Certainty, a, a demand for certainty will immobilize me. Yeah. And, and it's important for, for me too, as, as I'm, you know, kind of living this out in the, the, mm-hmm. um, experience, uh, experiment of my life that it's, it's almost more about giving the 100% effort rather yeah. than, you know, leaning back on, on, um, you know, a half effort to kind of protect myself, even in the failings, it's kind of like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't give hundred percent, hundred percent effort. Um, you know, even when we do have successes and we're not giving our, our absolute best, yes, the successes don't even feel gratifying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like when, when I am giving my absolute and pouring my all into something mm-hmm. and it still fails that I have confidence in knowing that, okay, God shut that door or, or allowed this thing to fail so that something else could come. And I right. know that it wasn't because of my actions or my decisions or my la- or my laziness uh, sure. or my lack of effort. Um, that, what? That, why that failed. Well, now you're speaking my language because we talk about this all the time, like being all in all the time. Um, and even as I work with uh, clients and as I work with corporate America, as well as athletes, I think every boss coach friend would say, all, all I want is your hundred percent effort. Mm-hmm. Um, if you give me a hundred percent effort, and not just coast, the outcomes are the outcomes, but at least you know. But I also think, and, and if I can speak to you, friend to friend, and even old man to young man, um, I think part of what you're sharing too is tied to identity. That you need to be absolutely convinced, Jake, that you're enough. And so you can step into every relationship. You can step into every career choice. You can move across the country if you want. And regardless of whatever decisions you make, it doesn't touch your identity. You're okay. You're enough. And so what that allows you to do then is to take risks, to be proactive, and not always wonder about the response. So if I'm going to ask this particular person out on a date, I don't have to be thinking about, well, how are they feeling? And what are they going to respond? They might say no. Or after the third date, they might say no. Or after the 10th date, they might say, that was enough. But what does it look like to walk into every relationship, every interaction, knowing that my identity is intact? My identity is actually tied to something bigger than myself. Mm. But as well, it allows us then not to second guess. So even if I take a career, if I take a job across the country, you know, I know you've thought about doing those kind of things, right? It's like if I take a job across the country, if I move here, like that's going to be amazing because at the very least, it was something that you'll do for a short term that you're going to grow from, learn from, evolve from, about you're going to learn about yourself, you're going to learn about the world. That every what if it what if it if we had the perspective that my identity is intact. And and particularly now, how old are you? I just turned 30, which is also another thing of of, you know, kind of yeah. stepping into this overthinking past yep. and, and present and, and where I'm at and Well, I talk a lot about the four seasons of a person's life. The first season Zero to 20 is the season of identity, right? Feeling good in your own skin, liking who you are, knowing who you are. The second season is a season of investigation. 20 to 40, not 30, 40. You have 10 more years to figure it out. Right. Before you get to the season of influence, which is 40 to 60, right? And so oftentimes when we're in our late 20s, sometimes mid 20s, for sure, we hit the magical 30. I've got to figure this. No, right. you're still smack dab in the middle of the season of investigation. You don't need to have it all figured out. And again, those who lock in too early, 
those who say, just for the sense of security, like even if it's not the best choice for them long-term, at least it's familiar and I have somewhat level of control Mm -hmm. and order, they'll choose to land and cement things too quickly. Right. Because they feel like I'm 30, I'm 35. No, no. I would say you don't need to really even know what you want to do with your life. Now, someone think I'm ridiculous in saying this, but I stand by this. You don't really need to know exactly what you want to do with your life in regards to career, calling, and so forth until you're 40. I mean, even me as a life coach, my undergraduate degree is in journalism and political science, <laughs> right? I have a right. master's in theology and counseling. My PhD is in higher education ministry, none of which people would be like, oh, I bet you you're a life coach. I bet you you're, a, you know, again, a lot of the paths and even as my career has worked together now has... I would have never, ever landed here had I not stayed open. Mm-hmm. Had I started overthinking too early, I mean, I would have just locked in and landed. But no, I just try to keep my mind open. But I, I want to I just go back to your point. I think part of it is being all in, living every day to its fullest, not hesitating, yeah, not making decisions out of fear, not being afraid of failure, not avoiding mistakes to really, really be able to say, why not? Because at the end of the day, who you become at the end of your life, you have a 100% decision on who that is. That's the only thing that matters. All the other stuff is peripheral. But who I am at the end of my life, who I have become, is the most important thing. I have a few final thoughts for our listeners, but I'm curious. Any musings you have before I pivot that conversation to the end? Just thinking through, you know, just kind of your last... um thoughts there really resonated in as far as understanding that um, the decisions that you made throughout your life ultimately led to where you are now, even though they weren't necessarily a trajectory. If you were to go back then and pinpoint oh. them, they wouldn't lead you to the trajectory on zigzag now, all over. Right? Yeah. But right. you still found that and you mm-hmm. still came to where you, you feel like you were, were led and, and where is, is home for your life. Um, that's really important and something that definitely resonates with me as as I continue to make those decisions and yeah. continue to make those choices um, to not, you know, not worry about them. That's a great word, Jake, worrying. I mean, not a great word because obviously nobody wants to worry, but it ties into the conversation about not overthinking it. When we are fully present right here, right now, we won't overthink it. We tend to overthink the past and we tend to overthink mm-hmm. the future. So I would say that we, as human beings, tend to spend 95% of our lives somewhere else than here. We're either wondering about the past or we're worrying about the future. So we're wondering, should I, oh, could I, have I have regrets? I, I probably should. No, it, it serves no purpose. You can look at the past, learn from the past, but then pivot. And also worrying about the future. Worrying is simply borrowing sorrow from tomorrow and dragging it into today. Most of what we're worrying about is never going to happen. But even if it does, why would we want to experience it twice right now and then? And so I think in many ways, what does it look like? One of the reasons, one one of the ways to to not overthink things is to really be aware. I'm not going to spend a lot of time wondering and I'm not going to spend any time worrying. So I I appreciate what you said in the sense that that your trajectory and none of our trajectory is probably going to be the straight line. It's going to probably be a zigzag. It's going to look a little bit confusing but it actually comes with purpose. So if you're listening to us today um, or you're watching us on our YouTube channel and this very honest and real conversation with my friend, Jake, who is now a part of my family, I'm guessing you resonate because we talked about identity. We talked about perfectionism. 
We talked about the fear of failure. We talk about risk-taking. We've talked about passivity and excuses. And, you know, there's just a lot to this journey that we call life. And it can be a little scary. And it can be a little bit unsettling. And particularly with our propensity to crave control and order and definition and certainty, we're going to be tempted to overthink things. We're going to be tempted to make things bigger than they are, to make things more complex than they are. So I guess just hearing Jake's story and just kind of interweaving his story to some of the things we talked about today, I hope that you now feel free, free to actually be bold, to take risks, to not overthink everything, um, but to actually take steps, and we talked about it, right? Steps of faith into a brighter tomorrow. But as of now, be thoughtful about your decisions, but don't overthink it. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.